And we are back. Welcome back to Everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us for this week's episode of Everything EOS, our annual, or not annual, our <laughs> weekly weekend live stream. We do it way more than once a year. In fact, we do it every week. Uh, before we get started, if you are new here, be sure to smash that like button and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And uh, leave a comment in the live stream saying, go EOS or where you're tuning in from today. But before we dive into it, I do need to mention that nothing Zach and I say on the show should be considered as legal financial tax professional or any other kind of advice. We're just two people talking about open source software that we love. And if you follow people uh, for what to do with your money on the internet, you will likely get wrecked. <laughs> Jack, uh, what we have going on this week? Well, let, let, let's plug our stuff at first. So Bullish, I've been loving the episodes last week's. Uh, right. was awesome. You did it on World of Warcraft, War, uh, yeah. classic, I guess. Uh, so I enjoyed that. I'm looking forward to the one next week. Uh, but I kind of wanted to, uh, I don't have it up on my screen anymore. I was going to pull it up. Uh, you, you, you've been getting great reviews on that. Uh, you took some advice I gave you last week, uh, for some like background music and sound effects. So I'm really enjoying the experience and and then the, the duration too. I know with these podcasts, we go a little bit long. We usually go about an hour, but you've been hitting that 20 minute mark and it's, it's been awesome. Um, I guess the other house cleaning we have with, uh, cypher glass, everything EOS, uh, EOS name service stuff is the EOS name service marketplace. So we had a comment last week where someone is really antsy to uh, use this marketplace. I, I think a few weeks ago, you might have said uh, by end of August, but you, you told me uh, offline that something uh, came up and you have a new timeline in mind for uh, the EOS name service marketplace. Yeah, so now it should definitely be this month. Pretty much the entire thing is done. I would say it's probably 90% finished. Uh, unfortunately, our lead developer that was working on it had a heart issue and had a minor heart surgery where they actually went in through his wrist and, and uh, did an operation on his heart. So he recovered a little bit last week, and he's doing better now and is back at work. Um, so it definitely <laughs> should be this month that the ENS Marketplace is finally live, and you'll be able to uh, buy and sell all those different EOS accountants, which I know a ton of people are waiting for. So I apologize for the delay there, but uh, it should be out very, very soon. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I I can't say I'm hoarding names to sell them, but I, I I have seen some people like if you like look at their keys and how many accounts they have. There's some people with like hundreds of accounts here. Oh, so yeah. I'm I'm assuming uh, they're gonna see if they can get more than their their one dollar value, or I guess if they're short names, they might have paid a little bit more. But they're trying to uh, see if they could get some value out of that. And I'm curious to see how how that plays out because it's gonna be completely free market. Like there's nothing yeah. any of us could say or do to predict what's gonna happen here. So I, I just kind of want to see how that plays out. Yeah, it's um, exciting. And like you said, I mean, you'll be able to sell not just the the short custom names, but you'll be able to sell any 12 character names oh, as well. Oh, so I didn't even think of that. So they would be $1 names then if, if you bought yeah. them back back whenever they were a dollar. I don't even know what they cost now. Yeah. Uh, but it was unfortunate what you said about your developer. But it sounds like uh, with a new update we got from Ivan on Tech this week that uh, we're going to hopefully be onboarding some more EOS IO developers here in the very near future. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. So if you guys didn't see this, Ivan on Tech, who is one of the biggest crypto YouTubers out there, released his EOS 2019 development course. So he talks about all kinds of stuff um, where you can basically go from zero to programming dApps on EOS with the EOS IDE, EOS JS, get scatter integration, uh, so much more. But a lot of people reached out to us and I guess we're like, oh, no, now you have competition in this space. And uh, Zach and I were both actually incredibly excited about this. You know, we yeah. released those Everything EOS developer courses for free. We likely intend to do that with future courses as well. So for us to see another course come in, into the, the playing field that's only a dollar to sign up and get started with, 
is just really exciting and should ultimately bring more developers into the EOS ecosystem, which is what our ultimate goal is with this channel and everything that we're doing. So I thought it was awesome. Hats off to Ivan for doing that. And yeah, I'm super excited. Ivan, Ivan's actually a, bi a big fan of everything EOS. I don't know if the, the people watching this know this, but uh, I have I, met Ivan before. I, I, I was at an EOS event with him uh, in Germany last year. But I, I'm going to pull up a, a video clip here of him actually mentioning on his channel uh, him, everything EOS. Nice. Cover our project. Why don't you cover this project? Well, look at this. You do have very, very niche channels. Like, you know, there is a whole, the whole group of channels that only cover XRP. You get really everything about XRP and they will convince you that XRP will, uh, will take over and you get a lot of hopium uh, about XRP. I mean, do some research. There are many channels only talking about this. Then you have channels that are only EOS. Like, for example, this guy's doing the podcast, everything EOS. I mean, I think they're doing a good job and, and they are interesting. And you, I am sure you can find the interesting XRP channels as well. So I, Ivan says we're, we're, we're interesting guys and he likes what we have to say. So I think that's awesome that we are influencing the influencer. So that's the thing with Ivan is he, he is outside of the EOS ecosystem. He's not pigeonholed into EOS. He talks to the broader crypto community. He is what we would consider the top of the EOS IO sales funnel. He draws them into the EOS sales funnel. And then eventually these developers who start developing EOS because of Ivan, they eventually find everything EOS. And then they're eventually going to find uh, our content one. But then additionally, if they want to do some more advanced materials, uh, our, our second course is going to be out in the next couple weeks from Peter K, and it's going to get into some more advanced materials, which Ivan's course does not cover. It's going to go into some different services like Liquid Apps and ID and Scatter integrations, and it's it's going to it's it's going to go deep into that. And uh, I think this is only going to help, like not competition at all. We're we're all we're all playing for the same team here, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to see. Uh, I guess we won't hear the statistics of how many people are enrolled in this, but I'm looking forward to seeing if the uh, developer ecosystem uh, gets stronger because of this. Absolutely. And if you're out there and you're thinking, oh, I want to try that, you can try the uh, Ivan on Tech course over at spooky, S-P-O-O-K-Y dot Ivan on Tech dot com. Or you can check out the Everything EOS developer courses at everything EOS dot IO slash dev. Uh, so, so check out both. Do both. It's a, a great way to get educated and up to speed on EOS. And I, I just pulled up our, our course before I move on to the next topic. It says $34.99 because this is on Udemy. Uh, we will email you a coupon that makes it $0. If you go to the link at the bottom, you can see this on the little scrolly bar at the bottom of the screen. Everything EOS.io front slash dev. You give us your email address. We shoot you a coupon. It makes the course free. But just so you can see the stats on the page, I love sharing this with you guys because we are growing the EOS ecosystem. That's what we do at Everything EOS. That's what Rob does at Cypherglass. We continuously try to grow and make the EOS IO ecosystem healthier and, and, and better. And through this course, we've had 661 students enrolled. And you yeah, can see that right on the screen. 115 have given us ratings, uh, 4.6 average. I'm not going to read the individual uh, ratings. You can go on there yourself, but this is the real deal. And uh, that's what we do here. Absolutely. So uh, uh, moving on from there, speaking of people adding uh, value to the EOS ecosystem, EOS Authority, which is another block producer on the EOS mainnet, put out their new block explorer today. And I know, Zach, we were both talking about the design of this. Oh, yeah. And, this is uh, beautiful. It. It's beautiful. On, on stream as well. Yeah, so I have it up on the screen now. It it, it like it it streams, it moves. So as you can see on this screen, like you can see 
uh, I don't know why it's not animating here, but usually the, this little graph here on the screen just moves. Uh, it's just a beautiful design. I, I've loved Blocks. Blocks has been my number one block explorer uh, basically since I found it because it's simple and clean. There, there's definitely some competition here, Said. Uh, EOS Authority came out swinging uh, with, with this amazing interface. Uh, I haven't even had time to dig into it because it literally just got shared with us a few hours ago. Uh, but it's just eosauthority.com. You don't have to go to any special sites. eosauthority.com. And I guess another quick plug is uh, eosauthority.com front slash events. It's yeah. an amazing events calendar. Uh, I, I'm sometimes a little slow to get these podcasts on there, but I've, I've got them scheduled for the next four weeks. So if you want to know whenever we're going to be doing the live streams, go to eosauthority.com front slash events. And it, that covers all events too, not just ours. That's awesome. And I think it's interesting on the, the BP list here that you can just keep scrolling all the way down. It's not paginated and you can really see who's elected, who's standby, and then who's unpaid standby. So uh, a couple people have gotten knocked out recently and are no longer, unfortunately, receiving any rewards uh, on the EOS mainnet. Um, and there's been an interesting situation happening with the EOSDT equilibrium stablecoin proxy where they switched that method from off-chain voting, which had a lot of problems, it was subject to manipulation, to on-chain voting. But in that on-chain voting switch, they've made another change that wasn't publicized ahead of time, where they're only voting for 10 block producers now instead of the full possible 30. So we essentially wanted to come on here and uh, just encourage the Equilibrium team and the EOSDT proxy to switch that back to 30 BPs. I don't think it harms the proxy in any way. Mm -hmm. I know they're really trying to keep that on-chain voting uh, system, you know, to try and keep the integrity in that system and make sure it's not manipulated. But I think rewarding the full top 30 in that equilibrium. Rob, on they're, they're saying to turn up your mic. Could you just turn up on your end just a little sure, bit? Yeah, give me one second. How's that? That's a little too loud. A little bit better? Uh, a little turn, too loud? Yeah, sorry about this, guys. We'll fix it. How's that? That, that should be good. I, I think okay. you might have just been talking a little quieter too. But okay, yeah. uh, the reason we wanted to bring up equilibrium – I love Equilibrium as a project. Alex, the CEO, great team. But the reason we wanted to bring this up is because scrolling through uh, the the rankings right now for block rewards, there, there's unpaid standbys, Eosphere, Shios, Generos, HK Eos, Eos Detroit, Eos Dublin, Eos Blocksmith, Eos Tribe, Eos Amsterdam, Tokenica, Chainrift, all of these great BPs that are on the cusp of unpaid positions. And I think Eosphere is one of the ones that actually did get votes. They're one of the 10 from EOSDT. But with so many BPs on the cusp of a paid position, the five votes or five million votes that EOSDT proxy could provide a block producer on the cusp of a paid position could mean the difference between having a, a viable business and not. So that's the reason we wanted to bring this up is not because we don't like EOSDT or not because we don't like Equilibrium. I, I love the project. I think it's amazing. But I just wanted to, to bring this to light and encourage them that I, I would appreciate them to vote for all 30 BPs with, with their proxy. That's all. Definitely. Yeah. And speaking of governance, I know uh, some people in the chat were wanted us to give an update on ideas that might fix the current governance problems or at least make changes to uh, help prevent things like this from happening. So we're obviously still waiting to hear uh, from EOS New York on their proposal that they've been working for, I believe, three months now. But a really good post from, e from uh, EOS Go that I just posted in the live chat here, if you want to uh, take a look at that link, that really outlines all the different proposals from BPs that have been made public so far. So there's a random shuffle, which came from a user on Reddit, which is pretty interesting. Proof of reinvestment, which was proposed by Blockchain Kid, who used to run the Mirio proxy and has been very active in EOS governance. Uh, Liquid EOS 
as an improvement proposal as well that's worth checking out. Uh, Tokenika's B1 Democratic Voting Proxy, which I really like. Mm -hmm. I think B1 could potentially do once voice is live, where they essentially allow those those users or some other uh, method, some other token holders to vote their tokens on their behalf. And then finally, proposed by Moran on EOSWriter.io, uh, a block production diversity proposal. So check out that EOSCO link in the uh, description below if you're not watching this live, or if you are watching it live, check out that live stream box and uh, you can take a look at all of them. And I just want to point out that it says at the top of this that the article was written and researched by Lumi Wallet. So I just want to shout out the sponsor. They're the ones that put the time in to write this article for us. And it, it's great because it consolidated all of these ideas in one place. Uh, we're constantly trying to discuss and improve EOS governance. And it, it just makes it nice to have it all in one place so that we could have a, a thoughtful discussion on it. So uh, shout out to, to Lumi Wallet on that one. Absolutely. And not only do we want to improve EOS governance, a big part of the blockchain ecosystem, of course, is improving real life government and regulation, uh, especially in the U.S. So I hear we have an update on the Blocksburg Summit coming up uh, near Virginia Tech. Is that we, right? We, we were correct. So last week we said that this will the website would be live soon. And we mentioned a, a few of the, the uh, confirmed guests that they have. Uh, so the, the landing pages are live on the, Vir, uh, the Virginia Tech website, as you can see here on the screen. So, so far confirmed speakers, we have Amy Devine, the chief policy officer at the Chamber of Digital Commerce. We've got Dan Larimer here and we've got Hester Pierce, which is the SEC commissioner. So everyone wants to always, always fud EOS and block one and say that the SEC is after them. Well, they're not hiding from the SEC. As a matter of fact, uh, they're they're both going to be keynotes at at a, at a block. Well, it's a Virginia Tech event, but I'm assuming yeah. Block One's uh, fingerprints will be all over it. And also, if you look at the speaker, uh, the uh, speakers page, it, it's still kind of being defined a little bit. But they have a, a, an unconfirmed guest, which is the senate one of the senators of Virginia, Mark Warner. So we have a oh, senator yeah. coming. Uh, and then the other interesting spots, they don't have the guests mentioned yet. And I, I kind of hinted at this last week because I saw an early version of this itinerary and, and it looked like this. I don't have any information that's not on the site, but some of the topics, blockchain in the enterprise. And it says speakers from large multinational organizations. And I, I, I predicted this last week. I think one of them is going to be Amazon. And that does not mean Block One's working with Amazon. It means Virginia Tech is working with Amazon. But it, it, it's nice to have friends who have powerful friends. And I, because of the Virginia Tech connection, this is the value that it brings to Block One is Virginia Tech's going to bring in the, the, the SEC commissioner, the governor, the senators, uh, and then all of these large enterprises. And the keynote speaker on day two is Dan Larimer. So it, it's making Dan look like the OG boss that he is. And I'm looking Absolutely. forward to this event. Uh, we will be at the event. Uh, so I, I wasn't sure about uh, ticket prices or anything or what, like who would be invited. So there is a ticket price. It's pretty steep. Uh, 550 bucks uh, prior to October 1st. We're not any referral. We're not on any referral program here. We're I'm trying to get free tickets just like everybody else. If I can't get a free ticket, I'll buy this ticket. Uh, Rob and I will be at this event, wh whether uh, we, we get a comp ticket for talking about this constantly or not. Uh, but I'm looking forward to going there and it's going to be super exciting. This whole Virginia Tech partnership is exciting. Ever, uh, you want to kind of recap what that is in case someone's watching and they have no idea what this Virginia Tech thing is we're talking about? 
Yeah, so I believe this was last year. Uh, Block One, obviously makers of the EOSIO software uh, that powers the EOS blockchain and so many others, um, came out and announced a multi-million dollar grant to Virginia Tech, uh, where Dan actually went to, to college. And uh, that essentially is to make this new blockchain education program within the university. It's one of the first of its kind out of any university in the entire country. Um, so it's really exciting to see that university taking it seriously. And now not only building out that educational curriculum, but also throwing this citywide event called Blocksburg, which is a play on the name of Blacksburg, obviously, and blockchain. Very creative, but uh, it, it should be cool. And Dan and Block One seem to be positioning Virginia Tech um, as continuing to be a leading engineering and development school, uh, which they're known for now. So by you know giving them this blockchain education program now ahead of the curve, uh, they're likely going to stay that way. So it's pretty cool. And I think the best gift Dan could give his uh, former college. Uh, to, I guess to transition into the next topic, uh, I learned yesterday that, uh, so we had Moonlighting on on the podcast yesterday. We had uh, yeah. Ramon uh, Binlish from uh, Blockstart and Investing with a Difference. And then we had the Moonlighting CTO, uh, Ritish Johar. Um, and I learned uh, in my research prior to that, that Ritish was actually a... Um, uh, a judge for the Virginia Tech student uh, semester-long hackathon that they did in the spring. So oh, I thought wow. that was pretty cool. And I guess it's because um, Moonlighting is only three hours away from Blacksburg. I forget what, what part of Virginia they're in, but uh, they're, they're so close to Blacksburg that they could kind of have a pretty cr- close relationship with Block One, it seems like. But oh, wow. uh, what did, I, Do you know, uh, I wonder what Block One thought about them using liquid apps and the liquid accounts. <laughs> and ID and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, Ratish said something about uh, like th- they've consulted with like Dan and, and Bart and, and Greg Lee before. Greg Lee uh, was a judge for the DSP portal whenever we had the DSP cho- challenge with Liquid right. Apps. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think Block One's ever going to endorse any third party tools or integrations. But what I can say is that, I mean, this interview was public yesterday. They talked. Uh, it, a lot about the liquid apps integrations with VRM and or ID, uh, which shout out to or ID because right now they're literally doing an internal team hackathon to integrate liquid accounts into the or ID uh, account services. So that's pretty oh, cool. Wow. So that's this is awesome. all going on right now, but uh, let me backtrack to moonlighting for people who haven't watched this yet or have no idea what moonlighting is. Yeah. Moonlighting is a, it's a service similar to like Fiverr or Upwork, like a freelancing platform for people of all different skill sets. You could be a bartender, you could be a writer, you could be a translator, any any kind of job. Uh, and I learned yesterday that they some of their earliest investors before EOS VC, so I guess I should include that they're an EOS VC funded company from FinLab. Uh, prior to that, they were invested in by three of the largest media companies in the United States called Tronk, Gannett, and McClatchy. And they account for 35% of all internet traffic in the United States. And that includes oh careerbuilder.com, usatoday.com, uh, the New York, I, I think the New Yorker, I don't have it in front of me, one of the New York papers uh, and the Chicago Tribune and a bunch more. So these are like the original investors and that's kind of... Th- how they kind of get these jobs out there. So they, they advertise all of these freelance jobs on all of these web properties that are owned by their original uh, investors. And then a couple months ago, I think like six months ago, Block One or ESVC, I should say, invested a few million dollars into them. And they're really starting to do their blockchain integration. So the whole interview, 
uh, was basically talking about how they were able to onboard 750,000 of their existing user base. This is an existing business, an existing uh, revenue stream and business model. And they integrated blockchain to improve it, make it better. And none of these 750,000 users even know that they're using a blockchain. Wow. That's pretty amazing. And I think we're going to see see more apps like that where, you know, all of that is kind of abstracted away from the user. You don't have to worry about resources. You don't have to worry about paying for an account. And uh, it all just kind of works, but you get the added benefits of the blockchain underneath. So it's so exciting to see. And a huge congrats to Ramon, the entire Block Start team, the Moonlighting team for uh, making all that happen. It's, it seems like the first big uh, DAP launch on the DAP network. They they gave us some uh, really good stats too. So like we we've seen the seven hundred thousand users floated around, which became seven hundred fifty thousand in the last like four months since their first wow. press release. But Ritesh dropped these stats: two hundred fifty thousand monthly active users and fifty to sixty thousand daily active users. Wow, that's crazy. I know that uh, DAP Radar is not yet, uh, it it doesn't measure, for example, liquid accounts as unique accounts since they're all technically, um, I guess, nested within one larger account. So I Mm -hmm. I think some people are talking to the DAP Radar folks to hopefully get those analytics sorted out so that then apps like Moonlighting that are using this stuff will show as 50 to 60,000 daily active users instead of the the 12, I think, that DAP Radar shows right now. So that's super exciting. Well, it's a a good thing for DAP Radar. You want to just skip into that topic? Because that's kind of relevant here. Absolutely. So DAP Radar, you can go to dapradar.com. They keep sort of this index of all the different DAPs across platforms, EOS included. They just raised $2.33 million from Naspers and blockchain.com. Uh, to build out new features and also focus on research and development. And they uh, disclosed as part of this that they have 500,000 monthly users, which is pretty exciting as well. Obviously, nowhere near what something like a coinmarketcap.com is. But for the DAP ecosystem and for interest in DAPs, 500,000 monthly users, especially when we're still in sort of this altcoin bear market, is uh, incredibly exciting to see. So huge props to the DAP Radar team on securing that funding and uh, building it out for the future. I'm super excited. So we talked about user onboarding with the 750,000 users on Moonlighting. Another talented team is uh, kind of deploying their user onboarding strategy, and that's Link's chain. So I I got the tweet up on the screen. Fred Krueger, the... the I don't know. He's the CEO. Is he the CEO, CTO? He's like the head guy. I don't know his title, but Fred, he's, he's the founder. I founder. I think he's he he's founder for sure. I just don't know his title, but what's the title? Uh, but he tweeted out the white paper. It's available on Medium. Uh, you could check it out. It's basically uh, an EOS, it's an ESIO fork uh, with, with designated block producers, similar to Warbly. And I guess their plan is probably to decentralize a little more over time. Uh, but they have some unique features that I do like. So with their accounts, each account has a a way to attach an image, so like a profile image or an avatar. So I think that's a pretty cool feature. Uh, And then the other cool feature is they let you have like a display name or like a nickname. So like if you're like Rob.VR, you'd, I think, be able to have like a display name like Rob Finch. So I I think those are cool features, but I I think they could be, I I personally think they could be done at a DAP level, but I I encourage everyone to experiment and develop their own projects. And I want to see this project succeed. So if you want to check out Link's chain, uh, you can go to uh, linkswallet.io front slash Link's chain. They also have a new Telegram group you could check out. Uh, There's a lot of activity in there. Uh, So best of luck to the Link's team. Absolutely. And if the Lynx team is known for, for doing one thing really, really well, it's definitely user experience. And that's something that I think can definitely be improved on in the blockchain ecosystem. So to see a team like that with that much talent focusing on core UX when it comes to dApps, uh, more power to them for sure. I'm excited to see how it turns out. 
I think this would be a good time. Why don't, why don't you remind everyone to like and subscribe? I don't think we ever do that enough. Let's just do it mid-show. I just popped up yeah, the graphic. Yeah, absolutely. Smash the like button if you haven't already. <laughs> Leave a go yes in the chat. Uh, you might as well right. while we're here. So we got to take it home. This one's going to be a quick one because we just did the moonlighting yesterday. That's like the big news yeah. this week is we got this enterprise application, an enterprise application, 750,000 users on EOS. What was that monthly active? They said uh, 60,000 uh, 60, daily active. Which would make it, by the way, the most used app in the world once that is corrected on DAP Radar. And you can see those statistics that fine. So that's super exciting. So the last topic I have on our list today is actually something I'm not 100% familiar on, but I wanted to talk about it because I want everyone to be aware of it because it, it, it's kind of blowing my mind to think about it. So Bancor tweeted this out about the PEG network, which it says PEG network has launched PEG protocol, allowing anyone to create a stable version of any ERC-20 token. I know, I know it's Ethereum. Uh, it's, it's first use case is BUSD, a stable version of BNT that could be used in Bancor liquidity pools. So basically what this allows you to do, we talked about EOSDT earlier in equilibrium, and most people are familiar with, uh, MakerDAO. And what you do is like, like with MakerDAO or EOSDT, you stake EOS or Ethereum, and then you pull out, you generate these stable tokens, either EOSDT or DAI. Uh, so what this allows people to do is they're able to do that same functionality, but with the Bancor token, the BNT token. And the reason that's important is because, uh, let me let me pull up the link here. Um, a couple weeks ago, Bancor just published some information about these things called uh what do they call them? Staking relays or liquidity? Uh, let me pull it up yeah, they're, here. They're relay tokens through uh, what I believe is a, a staking relay or a liquidity relay. I think it's kind of interchangeable. Yeah. So basically, if you want to um, make money on Bancor by providing liquidity. So like Bancor is not a typical exchange. I, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's a liquidity network. And yeah. it's all done through like an algorithm, which which Tom Mescal had a, had a part in, uh, the CTO of Liquid Apps. Uh, so... The way this algorithm works is you, you have two sides of, of a, a balancing thing and you, let me backtrack. If I wanted to provide liquidity for EOS, let, let's say I owned a shitload of EOS and I want to make money on it, kind of like a market maker. What you could do is you can create a relay token for EOS BNT. So imagine if EOS BNT was its own token and that token would basically be a collection of 50% EOS and 50% BNT. And if I if I stake that token into the relay, it adds liquidity depth to the EOS uh, Bancor uh, liquidity pool for for EOS trading. Uh, and, and if you've ever traded on Bancor, you've seen like the depth of every coin or whatever. But the problem with that is, let's say you're, you're someone like Rob, and you have, you have a bunch of EOS, and you want to maybe earn some money on that. You want to provide liquidity. You want to make the 0.1 to 0.3 percent earned off each trade of people swapping EOS for any other coin. You're putting the EOS to work for you. But if you wanted to do that, you'd also have to believe enough in the BNT token to uh, take on that volatility risk. Because to create this relay token, you need to have half BNT and half EOS or, or any other token you're creating this liquidity pool for. But because of this new uh, staking protocol, which it looks like it, it was developed by the community. I, I don't know if uh, it was developed by the Bancor team. I'm on the, I'm on the Bancor uh, blog article right now. But um, 
it wasn't developed by the Bancor team. It was that, that guy I pulled up on the tweet, the, the PEG network. And what they allow is you would be able to create a trading pair that would be like EOS BUSD. So if Rob wanted to be a market maker on Bancor, he would have to have something that's equivalent to a stable coin. He wouldn't even have to generate the stable coins himself. He would just buy the BUSD. So it'd be no different than owning Tethers or, or Coinbase's stable coin or, or Gemini stable coin. So there's no volatility risk there. And then the other thing he holds that has, has volatility risk is EOS, but he's fine holding EOS because he was going to hold EOS anyway. So with, with, with this new stable coin, it allows anyone to generate liquidity on Bancor and earn 0.1 to 0.3% off of every trade just by staking their, their tokens into it. And I'm talking about EOS because EOS is a highly liquid token that we all know about, but Bancor really stands out on the long tail of liquidity, like these tokens that we see on Nudex that don't have a whole lot of liquidity. Uh, what, what this looks like is, I, I know it's only ERC-20 tokens right now, but I would, I, I would hope that eventually they'll open it up to EOS tokens. And if they did that and it wasn't just the, the, the BUSD, what if you could create, what if they had like PUSD where you could take like POS and generate dollars against it without selling your POS? Right. That's super but you get these, I mean, you generate these stable coins. I had looked at this this relay token as kind of like a, a passive income thing in the past, and the reason why I didn't go through with it is because you have to hold so much BNT, which is obviously volatile and has its own whole uh, liquidity issues on top of it, like many other tokens. So uh, to be able to use that stable coin along with whatever token you're already comfortable holding is is pretty exciting. I'm uh, looking forward to this rolling out, and like you said. Uh, because Bancor does span Ethereum and EOS, it, it seems likely that this will roll out to EOS as well. So looking I, forward to that. I'm looking forward to learning more about it. So I, I probably yeah. need to talk to someone from the Bancor team or maybe someone can come into the Everything EOS Telegram channel and explain Definitely. it to us because I think I put all the pieces together because the staking, the relays and the staking stuff was cool a couple weeks ago. But like you said, uh, I don't know enough about like the history of the BNT token or Bancor. I don't know if I want to have volatility risk. I, I, I have my, my bags that I hold and I'm comfortable with them. Uh, but with a stable token and then pairing that with tokens that I already hold anyway, I would love to create a, a liquidity pool. So I, I think this is something I want to look into deeper, but I want to understand it better. So anyone who understands it really well, come into the Everything ES channel and uh, let, let us know what you think about it. Definitely. That's a, uh, it seems like a great place to start. Do you have anything else to, to add uh, for this week? So? I, I got nothing. This one, this one is a little bit of a quickie. Uh, I, yeah. I guess we've got to remind everyone about Monday. Do you have another bullish yeah. coming out, I assume? Yeah, absolutely. Coming out every Monday. So uh, while you're waiting, you obviously listen to this. If you haven't already, check out the Moonlighting interview that uh, Zach did yesterday. Really good listen. I still have to listen uh, to sort of the remaining half of it, but uh, it, it should be really good. And uh, come get bullish with me on Monday. <laughs> Just search bullish on your favorite podcast app or go to anchor.fm slash bullish and you can find all the episodes there. So uh, without further ado, I'm Rob Finch. And I'm Zach Gall. And this, this is Everything, is everything EOS. EOS. Go EOS! Go EOS! Leave a go EOS in the chat. We'll see you next time. Have a good weekend, all.